G'day folks and welcome to another episode of the Club Rugby Collective Podcast brought to you by All Sports Physiotherapy. As always, we're going to be discussing all things Hospital Challenge Cup. I'm your host, Brendan Saucertel from QRU and joining me this week, I have a GPS stalwart known as the Iceman for his reserve grade grand final heroics, Tom Christie. How are we, mate? Well, Sauce, thanks for the introduction and uh, good to be here. No worries, mate. We've been missing you on the commentary mics, mate. We'll have to get you back onto that one. <laughs> yeah, it sounds good. Uh, and we've got a special guest this week joining us for the first part of the podcast. We have Reds and Bond University lock Angus Blythe, the big Blythe. How are we, mate? Yeah, good. Good, thanks, Sauce. Thanks for having me on the uh, on the podcast. Uh, well, mate, we figured given the start that Bond's had, mate, we needed to get some uh, some Gold Coast representation on here, mate. And what a start it's been, mate. It's been a cracking first two games for the Bull Sharks. Yeah, it sure has. Um, yeah, round one against Norths, we had a good win. And then uh, recently, last weekend, a good win against the defending premiers, uh, East. So, you know, couldn't ask for a better start, really, to pretty solid performances from us so um yeah just looking forward to continuing uh continuing that form so mate you mentioned this win over east and it wasn't just like a narrow one mate you guys put on 36 points against the tigers it'd be a while since east have let in that sort of a score line mate 36 14 the final score mate um talk us through the match mate what worked well for for, for bond yeah um yeah it was a solid match um you know east then you know, definitely you know not a pushover team so score 36 points against them is pretty special from us um personally i, I thought the um the, the forwards um their work around the field you know scrum line out more was was pretty outstanding um you know alex murphy came back and, and jumped right into the, the team you know no training um and he pretty much nailed his roles in the team there so he was a it was a massive um impact for us um you know our backs are, are always pretty sharp, you know, they're, they're pretty electric and uh, they're hard to handle. Uh, but I, I thought the, the forwards um, really dominated on the weekend. And um, yeah, you can see from the three three more trials that Murphy got, it, um, you know, came, came away with the cookies. Very much so. Tommy, mate, you uh, watched this one from afar. What did you take out of this game? Yeah, look, I think Bond sort of picked up where they left off last year. And, you know, the speed is what Blythe said there that the backs have is uh, is pretty impressive. And they've obviously got, you know, a good forward pack as well that sets the platform. So, look, they're, they're one of the form teams of the competition and uh, and looking like, they, you know, going from strength to strength, which is uh, pretty concerning. Very much so, mate. You guys have obviously got them coming up soon. Yeah, Blythe, you were one of 20 Reds players to come back into the comp this last weekend, mate. I don't think... Uh, Tommy or I could remember a weekend like that with that many rep players coming back for quite some time, mate. How special is that to see so many blokes um, come back into the mixer? And for you, obviously, mate, going up against the likes of uh, Liam Wright, Seru, and uh, Richie. Yeah, it was uh, it was pretty unreal, and at the same time, it was also a bit weird. You know, um, we we all sort of trained together every day, so. You, you think of them, you know, the likes of Liam and uh, Richie and, you know, Sarah, they're, they're all your sort of teammates and uh, you don't really want to hurt them, I guess, uh, throughout training, throughout the week. But, um, yeah, all, all that on the weekend was pushed, pushed aside and uh, we we played against each other. So that was it was interesting. Um, yeah, never really sort of done that before. And, yeah, I had a great time. Speaking of the 
a few of the boys, you know, on the Monday morning and everyone was saying that they loved it. They had a blast. It was, you know, so fun. And, um, yeah, everyone ever really enjoyed the experience, I'm sure. Now, while we can chat about, like, a lot of good things happening for Bond and obviously there's, I think, it's really great to see how well you guys have gone while still losing some some players, the likes of Ryan Menzies um, that we mentioned last week going down to shoot shield, but you've picked up um, James Ambrosini at 10, who looks like he's slotted in and filled in where Mitch Thurs left off. And then we've got a new recruit in Jordan Kahu, who we believe is going to get a start this weekend. Obviously, former Bronco, excellent. But Blythe made it's quite... Um, it's quite Concerning, I suppose, for anyone who's a Tigers uh, supporter, me included, um, to see their uh, <laughs> their start to the season, mate. Given uh, you know your rugby now, mate, having played against them, what do you reckon was sort of the areas that really sort of didn't work for them, where they went wrong on the weekend? Um, yeah, look, I think um, I think Bond had a really good start early in the game, um, and then. We sort of we sort of held that lead for a while throughout the whole game um, and forced forced the Tigers to chase. Um, so I think for for the Tigers and the East Boys, one thing they could probably uh, improve on is um, just sort of being yeah, just trying to get um, closer uh, with scoreboard pressure. Um, so you know, not not letting uh, not letting us sort of. Uh, go ahead and, and make a gap between the between the scores. So uh, a, bit of, a bit of smart play and um, and yeah, a, a bit of um, resilience and stuff could uh, could go a long long way for you guys. Very much so, Tommy mate. Um, we were chatting just before we started recording, mate. Um, where do you what do you reckon has happened to the Tigers, mate, at the start of this season? Yeah, look, I think it's it's pretty hard to back up after Australian Club Championship. Um, you know, it's such an emotional build-up. There's a lot of excitement about it in such a big game being a one-off. So getting yourself up for a game like that is huge. But there's always, once you reach the top of that mountain, there's, there's got to be a tipping point at some at some time. And we experienced that at Jeeps in, in 2018. Uh, we beat Sydney Uni and then round one lost to the Tigers at, at Tigerland. But then as well, like it was sort of a bit of a hangover in the sense that yes, we played well throughout the year, but when we got to the finals as well, um, we went out in straight sets. And I think a lot of the uh, onus of that preseason in particular wasn't necessarily going back to back. It was about winning that Australian Club Championship straight up. Uh, we had never done that. The Jeeps hadn't had the opportunity to win that before, so that was a massive thing. And for the club to get that, it was fantastic. Uh, and I think that sort of took a bit of an emotional toll and and and, uh, and psychological toll throughout the year. And I think when you look at teams uh, who have gone on to win the Australian Club Championship, very rarely have they backed up to, to win their um, respective competitions, both Shoot Shield and, and QPR. So I think maybe Sydney Uni, when they had that dynasty, might have been one of the only few teams to have done it. So it, it's a pretty rare feat to to win uh, the Australian Club Championship and then back it up with, a, with the season that you had previously. Mm. I think for me, there's been a lot of like uh, obviously commentary around the guys who they've lost. Um, obviously, losing a guy like Benny Moen, former Wallabies captain, um, he was obviously hugely influential, and I think he's sort of at a different level. But then I suppose just positionally in terms of what they got to cover this year, Reese Van Neck and Tidehead, um, you know that whole front row last year was so dominant, and while you still got um, George Francis there playing regularly. I know Zach Crothers has been sort of in and out. He's back this week. He, he had a head knock. Um, 
and then we've got a newcomer at SJ Tamala. But right now, without Reese Van Nick there, um, I think we've probably underestimated his impact there a bit and his ability there in the scrum. And then we spoke about this a little bit on the pod last week in terms of Aiden Toa and Jack Frampton. And I think while Aiden Toa was at the was back at East last year and stepped into that playmaking role, whether he be at 15 or in the 10 jersey like he was for that, that final, he took away a lot of the pressure in terms of playmaking that Jack had to, um, you know, step up and do. So now Frampto is trying to play catch-up as he's trying to get back to that level that he's probably at sort of 2019, 2018, um, where he was one of the best fly halves in the competition. I think he's probably been able to sit back a little bit um, in the passenger seat and now he's got to step back into that role. And when the forward pack's not quite getting the front football that they were last year. That's obviously a tall order, but we'll throw back to Bond now. Um, Lifey, mate, Sunnybank this weekend, your first away game, always a challenge. And um, Sunnybank, mate, they're coming off a win over East as well in round one. What are you expecting for this weekend, mate? Yeah, I think it. Um, I think it'll be a good matchup this weekend. Uh, you know, they obviously had that, that good win against East as well. Um, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I think they had the bye last week. Um, and yet they're, they're a pretty solid outfit um, you know they're sort of known having big forward packs and um, they've you know got Hayden Sargent an ex-bomb play there as well um, and you know a couple of couple of other electric backs as well so I think it'll be a, a pretty good matchup you know we're both I guess similar teams um, in that aspect so yeah really looking forward to it and um, yeah it should be a cracking game I reckon now, Tommy, this is um, the Dragons, mate. Obviously, your old club, mate. You would have liked to have seen them done well in round one. Um, what do you reckon's working for them this this year, mate? In terms of this second year under Sione Fukufuga as head coach, mate. I think you've probably summed it up there a bit. Like having Sione, obviously that stability there and that consistency and continuity in the coaching staff. You know, they've, they've got lots of Josh Afu down there and Brando have been involved in the club for a period of time and. When you get consistency, that brings continuity, and, and that's evident in how they played in the weekend. Um, I think when you look at the results that they had last year, there wasn't really any games where they got blown off the park. They were always pretty competitive, and it was sort of that back end 20, or there'd be a period of time where they'd lapse concentration and the game would get away from them. But um, I think having the consistency of guys that they've had, they've, they've, yes, they've lost a few guys, but they've also gained guys back in DNA in the front row there, which is having a bit of starch. Um, also in the back row, Josh Ferner as well. So Getting guys of that quality back is going to assist with any team. Um, but now, it's, I think, you know, when you look at their back line that they had last year, that they, they were super dangerous as well. So um, I, I just think the, con- the consistency and continuity that they've had. And uh, look, they're, they're going to be a dangerous team throughout the year. They're definitely not going to be any easy beats out there uh, in, in 2021. No, well, uh, unfortunate late mail that I got um, last weekend is that Josh Fenner might be out for a little while. So that's a bit of a blow for them hanging into this weekend. But oh. It would make for a great story, mate, once again. <laughs> All right. Well, Blythe, mate, thanks very much for joining us this afternoon, mate. This Sorry, Tommy. Yeah, no, awesome. <laughs> thanks for having me. All good, mate. We will let you go, mate, and we will catch you on the weekend out at Sunnybank. Cheers, guys. Go, Bond. <laughs> All right. Well, Tommy, 
we'll continue on now, mate. Um, of course. Without the big bliff. Um, now, mate, let's get cracking with your club, mate. North VGPS at Hugh Courtney. Now, mate, this game was probably a hell of a lot closer than a lot of people would have predicted. It really went down to the wire. Um, it wasn't until sort of the end of the match that they were able to extend the stool line out. Obviously, North coming out in the Heritage jersey. Um, the score was locked to 7 all right up until half-time where, where Mick, Mick Richards, he scored just before the break to give you guys a lead. But then uh, North came back, scored first, took a 14-12 lead. And then it was all but for AJ scoring a crash over try off the scrum and then a scrum penalty yeah. right at the very end um, to give you guys a 22-14 lead. This match really, um, like the scoreline, obviously there's a little bit of a gap there, but it probably doesn't reflect just the tightness of this game. Yeah, look, it was a, it was a really willing contest, Norse, and I guess being a, a relatively local derby as well and guys who know each other, Norse always get up for it and, uh, look, they're definitely an improved outfit from what they were over the last couple of years. Uh, really well organised, good tight five. And, uh, you know, and although we've got a couple of scrum penalties, you know, their tight five works really hard around the field and gets some good go forward. But, yeah, look, I think from our perspective, we definitely didn't play as well as we would have liked um, in, in regards to attack. Um, There's there a little bit of um, probably a little bit disjointed at times with guys a little bit unsure. So this week, you know, Shane's done a great job in, in ensuring that everyone's got clarity on their roles. And, you know, once you've got clarity and understanding, it's just a matter of going out there and doing it then. So, but taking nothing away from North, they're definitely going to you know, get a lot more wins than what they did last year or, or the previous year um, in the previous two seasons. And uh, look, they've, they've got some really good players in that type five there. Unfortunately, I think they lost Matt Wilshere um, to a broken ankle. Um, so he's going to be out for a period of time, but, you know, they've they've got a couple of big Fijians there, as, as Buzz always does with any club that he goes to. And, uh, yeah, they're definitely a handful. Very much so, mate. Now, there was a young guy who came off the bench, mate, Lachlan Howe. He's a paramedic. He's come down to North from Frenchville Pioneers up in Rocky, mate, and he scored a cracking uh, pick-and-drive try, mate, uh, off the base of the ruck, which you don't see from halves too often. No, yeah, he's uh, he's obviously had a good start to the year, and you know he played reserve grade and was really good. Matt Bell, good left foot kick on him as well, which which is always handy having a left foot option in the back line there. But look, he looks like he's going to be a good quality player, particularly with Liam Prendergast, who's uh, I think done an MCL or something of that nature. He's, he's out for a period of time, and that just goes to show the depth that North have, uh, have built up in, in in key positions. It wasn't too long ago that if they lost one or two front line blokes, it 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 was it was a bit. Of, pretty big drop off uh, to the next guy coming in. So look, he, uh, he looks like certainly he can step in and, uh, and navigate the ship around. Well, you mentioned, you know, Norse missing frontline guys, how much that would impact them. Mate, one of their best players for the last five, six years, mate, Connor Chittenden, he's obviously back after a year and shoot shield, mate. Has he uh, pick, picked up where he left off, you reckon? Yeah, no, he was outstanding. You know, he made a couple of really good clean line breaks on the weekend and you know, he's a very deceptive sort of runner, runs great lines, he's got a really late change of angle and, and late footwork at the line as well and you know, we had Teddy Teller and Chris Kurandrani in the centres who are, who are no slouches and you know, a couple of times he went straight through untouched so it just goes to show the quality of him and you know if they can play off the back of his line breaks, particularly with their big forward pack that they've got, you know, they've got momentum on the footy, they're going to be hard to stop. Now, mate, in terms of um, halves at Jeeps, mate, Paulie Brown's been telling me that uh, you guys have got a good 
little contest going, mate. Obviously, there's two young guys in Josh Fuda who's been getting the start. Um, Cooper Cullen Jones, um, or Cullen Cooper Jones, I can never quite remember which way that goes. <laughs> um, yourself and then CCJ. There you go, mate. That's the yeah. one. And then yourself and Nigel, mate, and the four of you guys are apparently all just pushing each other. Yeah, no, look, it, it, it's really good. Um, you know, I've sort of found myself playing a few different positions um, in the last couple of games. Um, in reserve grade there with Nigel, but you know, Josh has come down and he's got you know a great skill set as well. Obviously, been in, in some really good um, setups overseas and, and throughout his uh, schoolboy career. And then obviously, Callan being um, playing Premier grade last year for a period of time and then picked up in the Australian twenties. But you know, whilst uh, we all want the same thing, we're all pretty supportive of each other, and you know, we, we work pretty hard as a, as a four as well. So there's always someone who's pretty keen to do some extra passing and kicking at, at the end of training or at the start of training and. Now, if we can get the best out of each other, we uh, we get the best out of um, hopefully perform as well as we can on the weekend for the group. So I think you know the pleasing thing is is that you know if someone has got the spot, it's because they've earned it, and you know, hopefully you know if you just keep working and you, you'll get your own shot throughout the season. It's a long year. Nothing wrong with a bit of competition, mate. Now another game, mate, that went right down to the wire: South versus UQ. This one ended 35-28, but this was another one where I think the scores were level at three different times, at 14-all, then at 21-all, then at 28-all, and, you know, experience came through in the end with Scotty Gale scoring to um, yeah. to to take the, the win. The yep, yep. And then uh, Coyotes seemed to prove the difference, slotting five conversions. But, um, mate, I suppose anyone that's been following Prem Rugby for the last year or so, mate, would have predicted that this would have been an absolute blowout. Yeah, look, Stouts have definitely improved. And I think, you know, when Todd took over the Premier grade squad, he, he bought a lot of those young guys who he had success in, in Colts. And I think they're pretty realistic at not expecting, you know, finals running in their first year, but what they were expecting is improvement. And in the first two rounds, you know, although they haven't got the result, they've definitely improved. And, now, you only have to look at last year when we played them at Gypsy Wood. We put 40 on them, and I don't think they scored. And you know, whilst we got the win at Yoki Road, it was still a competitive game. And then again, looking at the UQ game, you know, a young side with plenty of energy, and they, they bounced back when they were behind. A really easy thing when you're two tries down against uni is to fold up and, and let them keep coming at you. But you know, to their credit, they held in there, got a few opportunistic tries. Um, but you know, those opportunities came from the pressure that they put on. So look, again. Looking at, I guess, referring back to North, they're a side that's definitely improved and it can improve a lot of teams, a lot of trouble throughout the year. Mm. And I mean, if you look at the uni lineup for this game, mate, like they were stacked. You had Josh Nasser back, you had Matt Greeley, Kalani Thomas coming back after having played yeah. for the Reds and obviously his first game back against South. Yes, he's former been. club. Yes, that's yeah. it. Um, and then obviously um, Sammy Wallace, etc. And, you know, Nas scored a double. That's three tries from two games for him, which is excellent. Um, I think one guy who really stood up um, for South and impressed me was Jacob Morrison. They've used a lot of halves over the last year or two in terms of trying to find who was the right fit. Um, but man, yeah. He was excellent, I thought, um, providing some direction and obviously also just a bit of a live wire uh, from the base to the ruck as well. Yeah, he scored that great try from about 60 out, probably 70 if you ask Jake. I actually used to look after Jake when he was a boarder at Grammar back in the day. So it's great seeing a, a, a Sunny Coast product doing well. Um, he's the father of actually, boy, oh, sorry, his father's, he is a Sunny Coast boy. His dad's Danny Morrison, who was uh, the 
New Zealand Test cricketer. Um, his dad's got the record for the most Test nuts, I think. So <laughs> Jake, Jake's not much of a cricketer, but he's uh, he's a Kiwi. He loves his footy, and you know he, he only was able to play for one year at Grammar because he finished when he was slightly older. But he was um, he was great for the school when he played for them, and he's you know, very athletic. He's uh, very tenacious and, and has a go, and you know he's he's a bigger sort of halfback. So if his pack does get caught or if he gets caught I should say he's usually strong enough to get away as well and, and get that ball away or, or struggle to make meters so look he's uh he's given an opportunity by Todd and Todd's obviously invested in him and it's good to see him doing well no well he was very good and um another guy who's good to see back in uh in club rugby Brad Keller guy I believe he was up in PNG last yeah. year I believe so missed him he's obviously one of the toilers there at South that's um I think he used to play in that super fourth grade side and then back up for prem grade so um, yeah. he's back in the mix and he scored a try but in the process of scoring that try this is uh, where the match stopped for you know nearly I think it was 20 minutes or something like that yeah, um, right. KJ Lamb winger broke his leg yeah. and uh, they had to use the corner post as a splint so there was a vision of him uh, getting carted off on the stretcher with, uh, the, with this corner post strapped to his leg and you could see like the foam of the corner post poking up the, down the bottom of the stretcher. But I will uh, say, um, I was at Brothers and we were checking, I was with Matt Kay, Brothers GM, we were looking at all the other scores and we were looking at, um, and we opened up the vision to see what was happening at UQ and South because obviously they had a later kickoff time. And you saw not just South guys, but UQ guys coming around, help him out. TJC Cassini, um, another paramedic yeah. um, by trade, he was there on hand in his reserve bib to help out. So great to see, um, I suppose, some camaraderie there. And um, yeah, definitely. We wish, we wish all the best with KJ. I think he's uh, he's had surgery and he's going to be out for a little bit of time. Yeah, Paul, fellow, you all the best. All right, well, the fourth and final game from round two, it was Brothers versus West. This was a match littered with Reds guys returning. You had the likes of Harry Hooper, Josh Fluke, Lawson Crichton and obviously former Red Ruan Smith lining up for Bond. And then West had an absolutely star-studded back line. Moses Robbie at nine. Um, then you had Ila Sese at 13. Felipe Dalgunu on the wing. Uh, Isaac Henry inside centre. And then you had some Rebels come back with uh, Carter Gordon there at 10. And we had a newcomer in Ila Kenna Vadogo come off the bench as well as Jarrell Skelton. Now, this match, it was... Very tight in the first half, then the second half just opened up and West ended up coming away with a, trying to regain what I had here for the scores, I believe it was 28-13. That's the one. Um, Tommy, mate, obviously entertaining game there, especially in the second half, mate. What did you take away from this one? Yeah, look, I, to be honest with you, I looked at the, the stand highlight package, which which is a great thing. You know, it shows you all the good parts. But it was a, it was a pretty willing and physical game in that first half. Obviously, going in at three 0 up, brothers at half time, and I think you know just the toll. And obviously, as you said, with the quality that West were able to roll out in that second half, it, it probably just got a little bit too much, and that was a straw that broke the camel's back in, in brothers' case as well. And you know, there's there's a bit of a walking wounded over at Crosby Park from from what I hear with uh, Lawson coming out with a the broken leg and then um, obviously Heine at 15 as well um, 
breaking his patella by all reports as well. So you know, they're pretty significant injuries for those guys as well. And you know, whilst it was a, it was a competitive game, I'm sure it was one that brothers felt that they probably could have won considering the the team that they rolled out as well. But you know, West is uh, they're a sleeping giant at the moment. Mate, there's um, two massive losses there in terms of injuries for brothers, but. I think I kind of felt the, the writing on the wall there in the first half where brothers would have held the majority of possession, camped themselves on the West line, but couldn't convert pressure into points. And they'd get down there and West would either earn a penalty at the ruck or their scrum would turn it back over. Yeah. Now, considering you had um, Johnny Tino there playing, who's only, he was playing reserve grade at East two years ago. Um, Talakai, who's a newcomer there. Uh, Ethan Dobbins, who's a former brothers guy, who's still quite young, and then I think they use Bronson quite well off the bench, um, yeah. as well. Uh, to have guys there who obviously like haven't played at any sort of great level, then coming up against the likes of Ruan Smith, Matty Fazler, who's played NRC for country, and then Harry Hooper, um, and to be earning scrum penalties, like that obviously says a lot about um, you know that West front row and where they could go, and I think. Heading into this game, we all knew that, okay, West's staff started back line. This could be entertaining, but can their forwards lay the platform for them? And they delivered. Yeah, absolutely. You know, like up front, they're, they're top of the massive as well. They've got Puyavaya in, in the row there as well. And, um, you know, their back row with, with um, Skelton as well. It's another big ball carrier. And, you know, they've got to get, once they get go forward there, they are. Uh, They've got the back line that can light any competition up. And uh, look, as I said, they're going to be extremely dangerous if they they manage to get the likes of those guys for the back end of the season. Um, but look, you know, I think brothers will be really disappointed with that game, particularly at home. Looked like it was a massive crowd out there. And look, they're a good side, brothers. They've got stars right across right, right across the ground as well. And look, they're not far from a win either. So look, whilst they'll be disappointed, they go and think the bye comes at a good time for them just to regroup and just maybe reassess how things are going. And they're definitely going to be a wounded beast come round four. Man, I think there's a couple of things missing there at the brethren at the moment. I think like their back five has experienced so much change in the last couple of seasons. Obviously, yeah. Harry Wilson, Fraser McWright, all gone up into Reds and Wallaby squad. Capita yeah. um, UQ. Capita UQ, big loss. And then obviously Ryan Smith as well. So from that side that played in the grand final two years ago, that's four players mm-hmm. right there, and then Criff being the last one isn't there. So yep. um, there's a guy, Coxie, who started at six for them on the weekend, and I've played against him in the lower yeah. grade stuff in recent years. So, you know, hats off to him for stepping up, and he had a real good crack in Prem grade. But, you know, their depth is really being tested, and I suppose that also speaks volumes considering the results down the grades, because you were just saying that... Um, yeah. West won all the senior grades there, bar reserve grade. And I, my understanding was that, that they were up in that match and then lost it in the last few minutes as well. Yeah, right. No, but I think that's that's the strength of the brothers' program. Like you'd love to see guys who've played lower grades and come through and play premier grade as well. And you know they, they've been consistent in the grades for the last five or six years. It's not it hasn't been a flash in the pan or anything like that. It's been you know, built off you know obviously the values and the ethos of the club of bringing juniors through and, and making it appealing to guys from outside that demographic to come. So, look, whilst they're probably not getting the results in the top grades at the moment, or in premier grade in particular, I should say, um, look, they're definitely a good side and they've got depth there and, and they've got a good quality coaching set up. So, look, they'll, they'll be fine. Yeah, yeah. No, 
Um, the other area that I think that they're just probably missing at the moment as well is a bit of a ball running center. And I think they probably got that in Hudson Crichton, yeah. but he didn't see enough pill on the wing. So yeah. no doubt. They've also got Curious Tommy, Curious Tommy from South Sydney Rabbitohs running around in reserve grade or he's coming back from injury. So you'd like to think that you know he'd probably step in there somewhere at some point as well. So they've got those quality players, but you know, it's just a matter of getting them on the field. And the injury is seemed to hit a lot of clubs early as well. Very true. Well, Anzac weekend this weekend. We've got round three coming. We're going to have three games on Saturday and then West versus South is going to be on Sunday. Special Anzac Day game. Obviously, memorial service up there on the hill at Sylvan Road before um, well, at dawn. Um, and then obviously rolling through, they usually cook breakfast for all the Twong RSL members that attend that one. Um, and then they'll start playing lower grade games, etc. So Sunday out at... Skyflake Stadium is going to be awesome. But, mate, we'll start off with uh, East v Jeeps. This is usually a big rivalry for the for the competition, um, playing it over is. at David Wilson Field. Uh, you and I have been on uh, opposite sides of the uh, the stadium in this one, mate. <laughs> but, um, mate, we'll go... We'll, just looking at the team list, mate, there's a few key guys uh, out for East this weekend. My understanding is uh, Preston Springhall, um, former South turned East... Um, Player, he's played a lot of reserve grade recently. He will be getting married this weekend, so there's a few key guys out, including Eli. So congratulations, Preston. We should say congratulations. Very true. I know you missed round one, mate. Your your brother. Um, yeah, Tom, it's been unfortunate. Yeah, he did. Yeah, you know, only exceptional, I guess. Might miss a game of footy, but no, it's uh, it should be a good day for him, regardless. We should mention that Tom's the uh, better brother because he uh, played for East. Tom, wasn't Tim. <laughs> Uh, I can never remember. Um, <laughs> I remember, brother. Yeah, we'll, we'll stick with that. Your word well, source, not mine. Um, yep, stitch myself up there. Um, well, anyway, Benny Littleton starting at nine. Obviously, Thumbsy, he's... Uh, sorry, your Thumbsy. This is Munchie. Yeah. Too similar. Um, Munchie, he's starting at number nine this weekend. At Logan oh, Tabbitt. Sorry, mate. Just put those beers down that you're drinking on. Hey, I'm sober at the moment, mate. I've had a chai tea that I've been drinking out of my Bowden Moles coffee mug from uh, Manchester, mate. Yeah, um, nice. Health doesn't take a ball day. <laughs> uh, so, mate, we see Jack Frampton. He's shifting to 15. Logan Tebbett's going to start at 10. Uh, no pillsy. So, Benny Littleton, he's at 9. Um, and then, I believe, Shane Kennedy will also be missing. So, we'll have... Um, Dylan Taikato Simpson will be on one wing, Maxi Baker on the other. So some key changes Mika. there, mate. Yeah, Mika Teller will slide in with him. He played last week. We will wait and see. It's with this name withheld issue in rugby explore that we're still trying to uh, resolve. And uh, It's probably Mika not paying his fees again. That's what it would be, I think. So. <laughs> well, uh, speaking of missing team lists, mate, Jeeps don't have a list in yet. Yeah, no one pays fees at Jeeps, it's ask Kirby. But um, no, look, we're... Uh, Really excited about the prospect of going across to, to Tigerland. It's always a tough game and, you know, the, the crowd gets stuck into you and it, it adds to the occasion. But we're, we're a little bit worse for wear as well. We're missing a few guys. Ollie Bartlett's uh, got the got the COVID wedding catch-up as well. So he, he's out of state uh, for, for this one and he's been immense in the first two opening rounds for us. He's come back from the UK where he actually played with Landon Hayes over there for a, for a period of time over in Scotland. So... 
Uh, unfortunately, missing him. Uh, Matt Jaquel, the uh, energised seven after a uh, after an off season, getting his shoulders done, has, uh, has got blue carded last week as well. So that brings Nick Richards into the back row to partner his brother Michael. Um, and I guess in the back line, it, it's it's very much exactly the same as we had. Uh, Mar Longa um, had a bit of a bump on his knee, but he's been cleared to play. So could see Teddy playing against his brother Mika as well. Very much so, mate. Well, that will be an interesting one with two sides both trying to cover for a couple of key losses. Um, mm. Well, we could probably ask predictions here, mate, but it's, I think it's pretty obvious who we're both <laughs> going to go for. So I think so, mate. We'll I both, think so. We'll both move on. All right, so we got Sunnybank v Bond um, at at Sunnybank. This one I'm really looking forward to, but I think, as we mentioned earlier, um, big out for Sunnybank. Ran into Joshi Afu up at Ballymore Cup last weekend where he's there coaching uh, Canterbury College. Um, mm-hmm. No Josh Fenner, who's obviously been a massive um, get for those guys in terms of coming back. He spent some time over the UK and London Wasp set up, so brings plenty of experience. He's always been quite a wiry bloke, but having seen... Um, seen him in yeah. round one there. He looks like he's put on a lot of size, um, which is yes. yeah. good, but massive out for them. Um, but still got a pretty good-looking front row there. Lloyd Gorman, Dan N.A., and uh, Lawrence Dominico, who were excellent against East. And mentioned the live wire there, Hayden Sargent at 10. Uh, but no uh, Puni Ioani at on the wing, so that's another loss for them. Um, mm-hmm. Bond. Uh, looks like they're going to roll out a pretty similar team to um, last week, um, but no Alex Murphy. So we see Nick Turner return to hooker. Um, we'll see big blighty line up in the in the number four jersey. Um, in the team list here, we've got no um, no Dylan named in the back row. So Nixon Taramai is coming in at eight. So we'll see what's happening with Dylan Rowe. Uh, but then big change in the back line. Jordan Carhu, after coming off the bench in Jersey 23 last week, former Bronco, he gets his start this week. So this is going to be an exciting one down at Sunnybank, mate. Yeah, it will very much so. And I think, you know, it, it's two back lines that love having a crack regardless where they are on the field. So whoever, I think, can dominate that forward set piece and, and get the ascendancy is going to go a long way in winning the game. Um, I think it's going to be... A pretty free-flowing game. You, you've got two teams that like to use the ball on hand, as they showed in, in well, Sunnybank in particular in that first round. But you know that was uh, that was a result of the pressure that they set piece board on. So you know with the likes of the McNamara brothers as well, Sergeant, and then you know Iwani, and there's plenty of strike weapons across the board there for Sunnybank. But you no know, Bond are tracking really, really well. You know they've got a bit of momentum at the moment. They'll be confident, so they'll back themselves coming up the M1 to to roll the bank at at, uh, at Sunnybank. Very much so, mate. Your prediction for this one? Oh, I like Bond, and I don't think there'll be much in it, just because you know they've played really well in their first two games, and and they've they've improved like from the first round against North to the second round. You know they've definitely improved, and granted that they have played down the canal as well, which is a which is a massive bonus for them. First time on the road, but I just think you know they're tracking along really well. The excitement of Carhu coming in on the wing as well that's gonna that's gonna bring bring a lot of energy to the side as well. And Ambrosini seems like. Him and Dylan have, uh, are controlling things well. They thought there might be you know, a bit of an opportunity there for teams to exploit them in the halves with uh, Mitch Third moving on. But you know James has picked up where he left off, and he's actually I think a Sunnybank junior for a period of time there when he was at school at Laurie. So back home for him in, in a sense, I guess. Yeah, but I think um, it's going to be an interesting one. I think it'll be a tight clash, but I just think Bond's probably got 
the, the edge in terms of experience, mate. I reckon that they'll be able to close yeah. this one out. Um, you know, if they can handle the travel, they're obviously, I think they're a different beast down at the Gold Coast than what they are on the road, but I think they'll be pretty classy this weekend still. <laughs> Jet lag coming up the M1. <laughs> Very much so, mate. They like to stick to their, their own little uh, haunts down there, mate. Yeah, we're lucky not playing a lot at the country footy where you have to travel four hours from, you know, Toowoomba to Rome with a play game of footy. Like, <laughs> you only have to go 40 minutes up the road and everyone complains about it. Mate, best thing when I was playing up at the sunny coast, mate, when I was at uni, uh, was the bus trip to Harvey Bay, mate. Oh, yeah, of course, yeah. Yeah, no that, that would make or break you, wouldn't it? Well, mate, no offence to the Mariners. Look, great club, great people, but... Uh, mate, you'd go up there, you'd put a lot of points on, and then you'd get on the bus with some sort of rude kit and uh, and do some quality team bonding on the way back. <laughs> yeah, they're great, aren't they? Those were the days. Uh, mate, UQ versus Norse uh, at St. Lucia. Obviously, as we mentioned, Norse on the improve. Now, we don't have a UQ team list for this week, but um, bar that injury to Brad guess. You wouldn't think that there's going to be too many changes there. Uh, Bar Kalani um, announced in the Red Squad yeah. for the Force game, so he obviously won't be there. So we'll likely see Finn Hearn come back, I'd predict. Um, we've had a great game yeah. in round one. Um, or Scotty Gale start. Or Scotty Gale, very true. Um, so we'll have a look at this um, Norse team and a name that's popping up here in the back row that we haven't seen for a while, Jordan Tupu. Yeah, unfortunately, I saw a bit too much of him last week. He came on in reserve grade and was, and was outstanding. Um, he's a, a great exponent of giving over the footy and very well experienced as well. And obviously, as I said, they lost their second row last week to, to a broken leg. So they've just reshuffled to bring Geordie in there as well. So, you no, know, whilst you'll bring you know, a hard, hard-nosed um, advantage to their team, he's also got experience as well. He's got maturity as well, ca- captaining a lot of teams in his youth and, and being in a lot of professional setups. So... Look, I think they'll be quietly confident going over there with an upset because you know, the pressure will be on you because they're expected to win where you know, Norse have gone over there historically and not played particularly well or been beaten. Um, so, look, I think it'll be a lot closer than what most people will think. But, again, I think UQ with, with the class that they've got and obviously the quality coaching setup that they've got there, I think they'll probably be a little bit too much for, for the Northies uh, in round four or round three, I should say. Mate, uh, another name in the back row there that we haven't seen in a little while and wondering whether or not he played reserve grade last week, mate. Malik Patunga. He's been one of Norse's best over the last couple of years, mate, when he's been fit. No, I think he played premier grade last week. Yeah, he wasn't in the back row. He could have been, but, um, yeah, I'm pretty sure he played as a uh, premier grade. Hmm. Well, those two guys, six and seven, with uh, former Noosa Dolphin, Will Rogers, packing down at eight, I think that's a pretty good back row. and. Um, yep. no, no Shea Wapiri in the back line, bit of looks of it, but um, it's still, it's it's a much stronger Norse outfit when you look at it from 1 to 15 than what yeah. we've seen in previous years. So, Definitely. Um, yeah, and I can that. tell you now, the 12 they've got there is one of the biggest humans you'll see. You can carry a footy. Right. Interesting. Well, Pushes off the back fence. <laughs> Well, as we mentioned, Souths and West going head-to-head at Skyfleet Stadium on Sunday, kicking off at 3.45pm in the Arvo. Um, West will be missing some of the blokes that they had last week um, in terms of their star power, but they've got Moses Throbby at nine, 
John O'Kent's finally going to get that crack at 10. Um, Carter Gordon's <laughs> been named in the bench for the Rebels. So John O will be stoked to get that opportunity. Um, still got Isaac Henry at 12, who was excellent. And obviously they're kicking, uh, kick off the tee. Uh, Fletcher Spicer, who's a name I'm not familiar with. He's going to get a run at 13. And then they're... Yeah, in- he's played a lot of the reserve grade. So. Okay, okay. Yeah, he's handy in the back row and so I so you, you pretty much see what you get there. Tough uncompromising ball carrier and pretty good over the footy as well. Nice. And then uh, we saw a bit of him in the second half. Ilikena Vidogo, who's another guy from... He's a former Bronco gone down to the Rebels and they want to get him some game time in Union. So they've sent him back up here to play for West. He's going to play. Uh, he's going to start this week. So I think he'll be in- interesting with some more game time under his belt. And then we see Mason Gordon starting at fullback. So strong back line for them. Um, still pretty much the exact same forward pack from uh, from last week. So they'll be a quality outfit. And then looking at South, um, looks like they've got a pretty similar lineup. Obviously, no um, KJ Lamb. So we're seeing Leone Karma start on the left wing. Ty James going to run on the open side. And they'll combine with Luke Samoa um, in the back three. Um and Marcus Yaki's back too, I think, source as well. He is starting at 13. He's been one of South's probably most underrated players over the last sort of four or five years, I reckon. So he'll be a live wire at 13. Um, yeah. I know Todd's got big wraps on him. Thoughts on this one, Tommy, mate? Well, I think West at West is, is, a, is a pretty uh, imposing challenge for any team currently coming up against them. And uh, look, while South have been really impressive for mine in the first two rounds, I just think it might be a little bit too far for them. Um, I, I think it'll be a really competitive and willing game, um, and very much so. Like the, they've competed really well uh, in the opening two rounds. But for mine, the big one, as you said to, uh, earlier, their source is uh, John O at 10. You know, he, he left Yoki Road, unfortunately. He's a great club man and great bloke, John O, and sad to see. Uh, your mates go to different clubs, but you know it's great to see him get an opportunity at 10, which is where he wanted to play. Uh, it'll be interesting to see how he goes. There's no doubt he's got the skill set, but it's, uh, as you know, it's, I know it's, it's his temperament and uh, how he controls the game and gets that forward pack in the right area of the field. And uh, that's what they really had with that uh, great advantage they had last week with Carter, obviously playing 10 there as well, the way he manages the game. But, you know, I think John will be chomping at the bit to, to get his hands on the footy and run the team around. No, I think this is going to be a cracking game. I reckon it's going to be tight. South will definitely be going there, hoping uh, to cause an upset. But I just, you know, reckon home side's just going to be a bit too classy um, there. But I suppose it's a, it's a challenge. Like I suppose there's, there's two ways to go after a win, like they had last week, and it's, it's there is. Down. Yeah. So we'll see. Yeah, how absolutely. All right. Well, that is it for this week's. Club Rugby Collective Podcast. Thanks very much for joining us, Thumbsy. No worries, mate. Always a pleasure. And don't forget, folks, you can catch all this weekend's Round 3 action on Stan Sport live and ad-free. Head to the website. You can get yourself a free seven-day trial. You can catch the Reds play the Force Friday night, plus all this club rugby across Saturday and Sunday. And not to mention that there's Japanese Top League, Super Rugby Aotearoa. There is plenty of footy there to watch. Can't recommend it enough. All right, well, thanks again, Thumbsy, mate, and we will catch you on the weekend. Thanks, mate. Up the Goliaths. Sure, mate.